0: Welcome to the 16th episode of Guys Being Dudes Radio. I'm your host, TaxMex. mex Today, Coach and I continue boys peeking, watching Season 2, Episodes 6 and 7 of Twin Peaks. Welcome to, uh, you know, classic boys peaking podcast within a podcast of guys being dudes radio so today our, our double episodes are i believe six and seven of season two which are confusingly um the 14th and 15th overall episodes titled episode 13 and episode 14 um secondary title demons and lonely souls so well, Lonely Souls has a, a big reveal. We'll hold off until the second half of the episode. Obviously, um, it's a 21-year-old show. 20, it's about a 20-year-old show, um, and we've spoiled a lot of things. There are major spoilers up ahead, especially in Lonely Souls. So if for whatever reason uh, you're one Russian listener and you have yet to watch uh, episode 15 overall, uh, season 2, episode 7, titled episode 14, titled Lonely Souls, all the way through. I would recommend not <laughs> listening to this podcast. Um, so, we'll start with Demons, though. Um, Also, guess who directed Lonely Souls?
1: <laughs> Is it David Lynch?
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> he doesn't direct all the episodes, but that one... You
1: can... You can tell by the extra long scenes.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love it, love it. And then he doesn't direct another episode until... 28, 29... Until the 30th episode. Huh. Yeah. It just rotates between, like, a a couple of regulars and then, like, other people. I... I don't know. I don't know the, the the stats and the you know. Obviously, showrunners don't direct every episode. Sometimes they do. Um, it's not super common. Uh, but so demons right? James uh, rescues Maddie and Donna, who fail to take Laura's diary.
1: Also, just like oh my god, everything is just. <laughs> hey, so it opens up with him holding the little gardening rake in his
0: yeah. face. I trusted you. I trusted you. <laughs> um, This is the wiki entry. So discerning that Audrey um, has received a near lethal dose of heroin. Cooper and Truman identify Jean as a major Canadian drug trafficker. Um, Cooper returns the ransom money to Ben, whose affection is rebuffed by Audrey. Uh, Shelly and Bobby discover Leah's disability payment is substantially smaller than they expected. Uh, FBI, uh-huh.
1: I love
0: it. <laughs> yeah, it's so great. It's just dessert. So FBI Regional Bureau Chief Gordon Cole, David Lynch, um, Cooper's hard-of-hearing supervisor arrives in Twin Peaks, uh, revealing that a material found outside Cooper's room following the shooting was from a Vicunia, I don't know if that's pronounced correctly, or I'm cor- correctly pronouncing that, coat, um, uh, that a drug taken from by Gerard is a unique unidentified substance and that papers found near the crime scene were from a diary. Gordon wants, Gordon warns Cooper to uh, not get in over his head, referring to a previous incident in Pittsburgh and delivers an anonymous message, an opening chess move, which Cooper believes is from Earl, which we've heard about Wyndham Earl, I think earlier this season uh, Cooper's ex-partner Uh, Cooper and Truman interrogate Gerard, who has a seizure and is possessed by Mike, who claims to be Bob's former partner and recites a poem. Through the darkness of future past, the magician longs to see one chance out between two worlds fire walk with me. Mike reveals that Bob is hiding in the Great Northern. So. I'll cut over the scene by scene, and I know that we're we're, we're super eager to talk about the next episode, but
1: <laughs> yeah, honestly, a lot doesn't happen in this first episode. It's
0: by comparison, not a lot happens. That is that is accurate.
1: um Also, I want to mention, I said it. I don't know if we were really recording recording it, but a totally called the ending of the next episode, <laughs> and b there is a prediction. We'll get to it later. Um, yeah. Actually, that reveals next episode too. Um, all right, never mind. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. But I called Dang. another thing. But since we're doing double episodes, I didn't get to make a prediction on the podcast. So I want everybody to know that I'm a genius.
0: <laughs> you did. You accurately predicted that the Scoobies were the worst plotline and will continue <laughs> to be. Um, so we we open on um, a very sensual photo of an orchid, uh, or shot of an orchid before we we cut
1: to yeah. Harold well, his flowers feet. are always used to be central and David Lynch does not hide that <laughs> metaphor and symbolism at all
0: uh cut to um Harold has just cut his face open in, at the end of the last episode yelling I trusted you and this um, looks
1: really painful
0: yeah that's not I mean they're sharp but like to cut that deep like you really would have had to claw in there um they wouldn't have been they wouldn't have been. Uh, n- no easy sutures on that. Uh, that's a that's a that's a bad scar. Well,
1: uh, he he won't care in a little bit. Um, yeah.
0: So uh we open on the orchid. Uh, he's he's you know I I, wrote, I literally wrote a parenthetical Scooby bullshit. Um, he's upset with them. He's like, I thought you were different. <laughs> you are unclean now. I am unclean. And while he's yelling at them, James just storms in. <laughs> Which? Why did you know they were there again? I, I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. Unless he followed Maddie from, I think he followed Maddie from the the diner, theoretically, is is how he would know.
1: All Um, right. So I honestly don't remember how he would have found that out when he burst in. I'm like, wait, what the fuck?
0: Yeah. (laughs) So it's, I don't know if we see him leave the diner, but we see Maddie come in, order the coffee and ignore him last episode. So. That's fair. Theoretically, he could have followed her, and whatever. The, the all three of them suck. Well, Maddie's good, but <laughs> Donna, Donna, and James suck. Um, yeah, James comes in to save him. Uh, Donna apologizes and says they need to go to the sheriff. Um, Harold has a tremendous breakdown. Um, before we cut back and, and learn what happens to him, uh, he's like trying to to spray his orchids and is little pump doesn't work and he's like ah and screams at the world um the bookhouse boys after hawk killed a guy that no <laughs> one will address um recover audrey um uh, to i guess i don't think it's the sheriff's office is it
1: we don't know what this place is i, I think, think
0: it's just a safe house we're just and we're assuming it's the it's not the book house but it's a safe house somewhere it's probably a
1: those two characters we've never seen before. And as I have to assume we will never see again.
0: Yeah. I I didn't even take note of them. Um, Yeah. So uh, Audrey's like inner, you know, heroine of high is saying like, daddy, can you see me? And then Cooper tries to comfort her and she's like, I prayed for you and you came. And that's all we get from that scene. Um, well, you know, we
1: do get a great line from Hawk though. After uh. Cooper is like, oh it was heroin. Hawk's just like, oh, poor kid.
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, Christ. I love Hawk. Hawk's gotta be my favorite, like, uh,
1: <laughs> that's, like that's all we got for that. Kidding it never a heroin.
0: Hawk just killed the man. For all we know, that's the first person Hawk's ever killed, and we're just like rolling through this. Like <laughs> um. So yeah, uh Cooper comforts her. We cut to the the
1: Scoobies.
0: Yeah, uh, Truman is basically chewing out Donna um, for all of her bullshit, and um, he, she's there saying that yeah, Harold has Laura's diary, um,
1: which like the one time we ignore the Scoobies when they needed to be ignored this whole time. The one telling you to ignore the Scoopies
0: is when they actually probably shouldn't have. <laughs> oh, wait, no, no, no. Um, oh, no, no. Okay. She's, not with, she's not with Truman. I'm wrong. I, I jumped the scenes. She's with, she's with James again. We cut back to them. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, she's, she's, I, uh, that's what I missed. He, yeah. Um. She's explaining to James a situation and they cry in each other's arms and it's, it's soap opera of the worst kind then we go to the sheriff flipping oh, through the criminal. They records.
1: had a good line there. It's like, oh wow, this is pretty stupid. And it's like, yeah, you've been stupid this entire fucking show. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I wrote. I know exactly what I believe in. You and me together forever, no matter what. Um, then they start necking. Necking. Um, yeah. Then cut to the sheriff flipping through the criminal records. Uh, they spot Jean as his like mugshot and. Um, Cooper explains that it was this close to a lethal dose. Um, (laughs) Jean apparently runs the Northern Territories. Um, Cooper is kind of down on himself that, you know, he's gone out of his jurisdiction twice and this isn't the first time. And damn it, I should have known better. Um, (laughs) The the final exchange, though, I, I really liked it was Truman saying, uh best lawman I ever seen but sometimes you think too much and he like hands him a drink and I think it's coffee but I, I don't remember and uh Cooper's just just thank you Harry <laughs> <laughs> um we get a quick scene of Cooper and Horn together and like obviously they've they've been playing this up but I Cooper says like here's the money we got your daughter back and Horn doesn't ask to see his daughter until like the end of the conversation. Well,
1: he's got to count his money first.
0: Yeah, he's got to count his money first uh, in front of Cooper to make sure it's all there. Um. Yeah, he has to see his daughter, and Coop's like, uh, uh, "I'll call you in the morning, like she's resting or whatever in a safe place." So that that again makes me think it's not the PlayStation. It's got to be. It's got to be like the book house, safe house. Oh no, no, it's got to be like a, a house or something because I don't think they would let Ben just drive up. Um, to their secret club. And it didn't look like the book house, but uh, we get Leo getting wheelchaired into the house and just getting knocked into everything <laughs> um, by Bobby.
1: Uh, the, His cuffs aren't buttoned. He's smoking a cigarette. Yes. Yes.
0: He's smoking a cigarette, and uh, Shelly makes him gestures at him put it out because there's like an in home care guy there who's very passionate about the cause. And uh, talking them through, it's it's not the the dude who came to set up uh, all their nonsense. I think he's he's like supposed to be with the state or something for this like disability check. I think he's supposed to be the administrator of this disability check in some way because he's the one who says like he's like signs off on their place and gives them the check. Um, and there's no money left. Yeah, it's, it was quote seven hundred bucks. Um, of the of five thousand, so I'm not even guessing the inflation of that. That's they. I don't know how what the cost of living is in Twin Peaks. I assume it is low. Um, I don't know how Bobby. I mean, he's a, he's an idiot. He's a high school idiot who's been skipping class for like two weeks straight now, and I'm sure even
1: before this. we finally got to mention a school in this episode. Yeah.
0: Um. They think they thought that they were going to be on Easy Street with between two adult individuals taking care of a third adult with thirty thousand dollars a year.
1: That's a lot of money in Twin Peaks.
0: I guess. Um but needless to say, the the guy points out taxes and whatever and um, I, I think he says like, oh, the cost of healthcare is just getting too high. Something <laughs> like that. Um. So they they ended up with a monthly or annual total of like fourteen percent of what they thought they were going to have. Um, and and then I think in the next episode we learned that it like of that seven hundred they end up with just like forty two bucks or something. Yeah,
1: um, I think so
0: it's just it's it's fucked and of like of course this is the scheme a high schooler came up with and shelly who dropped out of high school just went along with um anyway i think leo makes a noise next scene uh the like a...
1: ancient cooper supervisor <laughs> oh yeah
0: oh, i love i love gordon cole so much but then this is when we get the brief scene of donna with the co- with with harry harry's chewing her out about the secret diary and she's like there's a secret diary and whatever and he's like are you and James up to something the last time you played this game Jacoby ended up in a hospital bed Um,
1: (laughs) yeah now someone uh, we don't know yet but someone's gonna end up dead too
0: (laughs) right right um (laughs) Jesus so Gordon Cole is uh, David Lynch um (laughs) he uh he's deaf or just very very hard of hearing right basically deaf He's got this, like, antiquated little amplifier. Um, I don't... I, I don't even... I, I've never seen one of those before in my life. So apologies if they're, like, common use. But, like... Um, I can only assume it was something in the night. Like, it's it's like a mod of... It's not... Instead of, like, two hearing aids, it's, like, headphones that lead to, like, a chest.
1: Yeah, it's uh, like a cassette player. It's like a microphone. and then, Yeah. And then ears.
0: Um. I can't, there's no way I can do this justice, but basically, anytime he's having a conversation with somebody, he completely doesn't understand what they're saying, or he repeats back what they're saying like it's the first time it's being said. Um, uh, one of the good lines was uh, he yells at Truman because he meets Truman first. We see him meet Truman first. We've heard him over the phone and yell over the phone, but we don't know this is why he was yelling because he yells at the same time.
1: Pretty yeah, <laughs> I totally
0: forgot about that. <laughs> uh, I don't know if David Lynch always had this in mind, but he's he's called twice, I think. I over the phone he's yelled. Um, he's like, yeah, hearing's gone. Um, I, yeah, I wrote down, uh, sounds real good, Sheriff, but I, but I already ate in the middle of the Sheriff, like talking to him about the police station in, in Cooper. <laughs> um, I, doesn't he see Gerard? And say like the one armed man or something and yell at him.
1: Yeah, there's the one armed man now. <laughs> yeah, one armed man
0: now. Something like that. Um Horn goes to meet his daughter at the safe house. Um Ben and uh Audrey's there laying in bed. She is clearly like very poorly veiling a threat against him. <laughs> And You're an
1: asshole. I'm going to tell everybody. Pretty
0: much. I saw so much. I think she said I saw so much like three times. Yeah. Um, he tries to drive her home and then Cooper... Uh, then she asks, like, hey, can Cooper drive me home? And he's like, maybe we could all go together. Because <laughs> um, it's clear that he now understands that Audrey is um, going to say some bad stuff about him or has some bad stuff about him to say um nadine still thinks she's a teenager uh yeah, that,
1: that that stuff's weird
0: <laughs> yeah i we i want to skip over it for the most part but like uh, just uh, that's, that's fine she gets home she's still confused she says let's go park by the lake and neck um but we don't have to yeah she's like, we don't have to we can just stay right here and like m- mount him <laughs> on the couch um we go to, uh, I think literally she's on top of him making out, and we cut to Josie's handler, Mr. Lee, I believe, putting his pants back on after he probably rapes her. Um, which, so, I, I don't know if it's in this episode too. Um, it's implied that, it's fully implied that her and Benjamin Horn were sleeping together. And then it's also kind of implied like, the way Hank, is it Hank, the, the one that got out of jail, got out of jail, who, like, like the, the first scene she has with Hank, there's, like, some weird tension. So, I I have no idea with Josie, man.
1: What a slut!
0: <laughs> but, like, basically, Mr. Lee threatens uh, Truman's life and says, we have to go back to Mr. Eckert one way ticket to hong kong and he threatens to to kill truman if she doesn't come to hong kong and she's like you know i've been basically trying to pull off this game for 5 years and he's like doesn't fucking matter really <laughs> so just weird i i don't know if we ever really get more into the dynamic between her eckert and like what's going on there like i i i don't know who invests 5 years in a in a you know multi million dollar scam and they're like you know let's fuck it just come back like we don't we don't need five million dollars or whatever um but yeah so uh then we get James and Maddie uh they talk about Laura and how close they were uh Maddie talks about how close she was to Laura like our brains are connected or something uh, Maddie says she's leaving and says goodbye to James. Um, in the next episode, we learn that she did not say goodbye to Donna. Um, and she never will. <laughs> Josie and Horn, um, they're basically Josie's trying to make him pay her out of the insurance and Ghostwood and buy everything right now, and um, Horn tries to calm her down uh by making sex at her <laughs> then he blackmails her cuz he's like i've got a safe with all this stuff
1: she blackmails um, him
0: like i have a safe with all this stuff and he's like all right well here you go here's a 5 million dollar cashier's check
1: which uh, you don't even know if it's good
0: <laughs> correct correct um and uh yeah he hands off toji's check toji moro um Bobby and Shelly throw a party for Leo. Um, AKA they get drunk and make a cake.
1: <laughs> and then try to have sex with, in, with each other on the table in front of him. And he's yeah. all super confident. And then he makes a little noise and he freaks the fuck out. Cause yeah. he's a little
0: bitch. Yeah. They all, they all freak out. And then he puts, uh, they, they put a cake in front of Leo and Leo like falls into it. <laughs> and Shelly's clearly fed up. They're beginning to be fed up. Um, Cooper
1: walks in the police station. The What's up? Good thing we didn't light the candles.
0: Yeah, good thing we didn't light the candles, what Bobby said, which is just a great line. Um, Cooper walks in the police station. We, we're from Gordon's perspective through a window. Cooper doesn't say anything. He snaps and points, and then Gordon says, <laughs> Agent Cooper or whatever. <laughs> um, it's... Uh, we just get a lot of great Gordon uh, comedy. Uh, he says to Cooper that Cooper reminds him of a small Mexican Chihuahua, and I—I I don't think he explains that fully. Um, no, we,
1: just we find out the next scene that it's a code of some sort.
0: <laughs> I guess. Um, they're he. They go into the sheriff's office for privacy, but Gordon yells the whole time, and I think, I think the first thing he says when they go in there is like good i didn't want to like scare everybody or like let the sheriff like whatever <laughs> and we cut to the sheriff and hawk outside just like listening through the door like not even close to the door like across the room <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah but basically gordon tells them what we heard in the wiki summary that you know they're worried that it's going to be like pittsburgh um they don't want cooper in the hole again or, or whatever and i don't think we Cooper says it's different. The only thing that's the same is he's been shot um, or injured, or I don't know how he phrases it. And um, then he he says, uh, you know, the brings up the Mexican Chihuahua thing. And that's when uh, Harry opens the door and he's like, "I just want you to know, we can hear <laughs> everything you're saying." And um, I swear Cooper's like, uh, don't worry, Harry, like, come on in. And then Gordon yells, you should invite the sheriff in. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it's a, uh, um, we learned it's a chess deal, like an opening move in chess, I believe of uh, a pawn to some space. Um, we don't Cooper intuits. And I think Gordon did too, that it was uh, from Wyndham Earl, his former partner. I don't. I mean, that's that's all we got for the next from the even the next two episodes about that. I think. Um, here we go. Uh, ben brings, yeah, Benjamin Horn brings Leland in to ask him for help on the Icelanders deal. And We
1: find out that Leland does know everything that happened before and is just as shady as everybody else.
0: Right. Well, no. We we the the big thing is that we. So I I think I said this in one of the earlier podcasts and that's in reference to this is the only scene I think we really get um, an example of like how Leland worked with mustache twirling horns, right? Um, big on like, basically Ben wants to keep the deal with the Icelanders and also explore this Japan deal with Toji. That's why Jerry's out of the picture because Jerry's verifying that it's all real or whatever. And they want to keep the money from both people. So then Leland comes up with like t- legal schemes <laughs> to uh, keep both parties you know, uh, invested. And if they spend, and if they have their money, ways to move it through the Cayman islands to make money off of their money before they actually give it back to them. Uh, which is just super clever. Good for him. Good for him. Um, so we, we, that's the thing is we, we learned like, you know, Leland isn't, uh, like there was a, the, 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 like Leland wasn't just like this altruistic lawyer for these evil guys. Like he was, he was, he was, in enabling them in some way, right? Um yeah, Cayman Islands uh, put, let's let us know Leland wasn't like a great guy necessarily. Um He's
1: not about to get any better.
0: <laughs> it's all up from here. Uh Harry comes to see Josie, sees Mr. Lee. Um she's leaving, he's upset. He asked her to stay and she's like, Are you asking me as the police? And I, I, <laughs> um, he says, I love you twice to no response. Um, it just,
1: it just hurts, man.
0: Yeah, it's tough to watch. Um, Teji and Ben go to dinner. Um, he's trying to string Teji more along and, uh more, isn't going for it. In the background we hear Leland start singing um Getting to Know You. Uh um, we get a great scene here with we get some some great A Pete coming up, but um he's singing it. Ben's trying to get him to to sit down. They're in like the bar restaurant of the great of the Great Northern. And it's funny, even after he wraps up the song, he's like, you know what they say, you know, Great Northern uh uh uh, audiences are the best audiences or whatever like he's doing the whole like <laughs> uh like a whole r- singing routine like he's the lounge singer and um i think we see the pete's back and then pete just whips around and he yells the king and i <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right and this is the scene that had it been one episode of time i've been like that's Catherine."
0: yeah how'd you put it together because there's no reason for Pete to be in that bar. <laughs>
1: That's fair. That's- and, like, this was so shoehorned into the show. And it's like, this has to be Catherine. We haven't seen her in God knows how long. Yeah. Like, we know she didn't die. and Pete just happens to be at this bar for these two characters to interact, it has to be Catherine.
0: <laughs> I feel like Pete's been at that bar before. But nevertheless, Pete's also... Uh, uh, I, I don't know if to- what Toji says is something that Catherine had said before but yeah, um, i think so as well they they talk for a bit and he's like you don't like musicals not even Fiddler on the roof um
1: and just the the whole conversation was just very representative of every conversation they've had in the past of the show
0: yeah <laughs> and he, he offers to buy toji a drink and then offers and the the other gag is that he's like well what about a a warm glass of milk <laughs> a cold mug of milk or whatever and he like we, did, we hadn't seen what he was drinking in you know, a milk. He's, he has a whole mug like of milk from the bar. <laughs> <He swings laughs> it over. Um, we get the big uh, mic scene. So, in the police station, they have Mr. Gerard, um, this sick man,
1: <laughs>
0: in, in any other context, a sick man <laughs> who is yeah. begging for his drugs, which you know, we don't know. We It's clear they're not prescription, but he's like, it's seizuring. And I think Gordon yells, like, if we give him the drug coop, you'll never see the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, you're supposed to be a, a top level person in the FBI. <laughs> so whatever. Um, as soon as, uh, he finishes seizuring, his posture changes and his voice is different. Um, there um this is what he says there is no need for medicine i'm not in pain um this is mike right so the split personality or spirit refers to itself as an inhabiting spirit and uh mr gerard is the body which he inhabits he says that bob was his familiar mike mike's familiar uh that they were kind of like working together and now mike has saw i think he said saw the face of god um oh, i've so i have so much good stuff here because this is
1: there's, the a, there's a lot of good stuff in this moment
0: um, he is bob eager for fun he wears a smile everybody run he says that uh um bob is a parasite and it in need, needs a human host he says bob's been with us for about 40 years bingham been among yeah he's been near us for nearly 40 years gives a riddle turns out he's referred he says bob's in the great northern um yeah he took off his arm but remained close to the vessel he points to the to the uh police sketch he's like this is bob's true face only the gifted and he looks at cooper and he says, "And the damned can see his face." And He looks at the audience. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and he's been with us for nearly forty years. So I, that's the end of the episode. I will. I have been partially referencing some of the 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 meta theory stuff about like um, TV violence, right? And people point to that forty years as we'll kind of get into to you know Bob Leland. But um, spoilers. Uh, that forty years is is back to like the when the TV when TVs were really common, or whatever, forty years ago from the nineties. So was that nineteen fifty? I don't know. I don't know anything about the the meta stuff about TV violence or what have you. But just an interesting thing there. I, I'll flag. Alright. Any any thoughts on that episode before we go to Lonely Souls?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean really not that much happened. Yeah, you know, Scooby suck as always. That's the whole James and not Donna scene were annoying. I say uh
0: we get a lot of good Gordon and uh we get Mike at the end, which is like the full on like spooky other side shit coming like in full force before it or before it really does in the next episode.
1: Yeah it go it goes hard in the next episode. So overall good
0: episode. Uh I have a question for you. At this point, who did you think did you had had you shifted your opinion or what was your opinion about who
1: killed Laura Palmer? <laughs> Well, so the thing is, it's like, we knew it was Bob. Right, right. And Then we've kind of, I said, it, I think last podcast where I don't think Bob's a real person. I think it's more of a, because once uh, the one-armed man had that spell in the bathroom, I'm like, well, it seems like possession to me. So probably there's an evil spirit, mm-hmm. you know, giving thing here. It wasn't quite right about that, but close.
0: Close. Pretty close. I mean, it's familiar.
1: Yeah. And then um, so at this point, I'm like, well, it could be anybody. I was starting to kind of think Leland a little bit, but why would he kill his own daughter? Other than, you know, he's possessed by a demon, I guess. Um, But I wasn't really thinking Leland because as far as we know, there is a whole sex thing and whatnot. And I I don't know. Maybe it's just going to get real weird in the next episode or two, but um. I was oh, still will. thinking it could have been any of the people we've talked about before, including Ben Horn.
0: Right. The the Lonely Souls really starts ripping toward Ben Horn right up until the end when they pull the fucking <laughs> tablecloth out.
1: <laughs> yeah, and no, honestly like Ben Horn as soon as they decided to arrest them, I was like, it's not Ben Horn.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so, we'll get into Lonely Souls. Um, just the by- opening scene. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, I just want to check something. What is this written by? Ah, I see, I see, I see. Um, this episode is explicitly directed by David Lynch and written by Mark Frost. So, uh, Hawk investigates Harold and Donna. Uh, this is the wiki, not the, the scene we're saying. Hawk investigates Harold after Donna reveals... He is Laura's diary, but discovers he has hanged himself, leaving a suicide note reading, "I'm going to butcher this French. J'ai un âme solitaire." French for "I have a lonely soul." Maddie tells Leland and Sarah she is returning home. Bobby discovers a hidden cassette tape in the heel of Leo's boot. Audrey confronts Ben, revealing that she knows he owns One Eye Jacks, and Ben admits that he slept and slept with and loved Laura.
1: It just has he, a picture of her on the desk.
0: He had a picture of her on the desk in the first episode, I believe. And in, in a previous episode, he's had that a picture because he's uh, somewhere in the house or on his desk because he made a comment. He made some weird comment to Audrey about like pretty much saying he'd love Laura more than her. We've seen that <laughs> picture before. I'm, I'm almost 100% sure we've
1: seen that picture before. I just didn't remember it, but we've been watching the show so long
0: now. Um, I might be completely wrong, but I know I, I made a point to be like, isn't it weird that he has a picture of her on his desk? Because um, I, I swear it's in like the first. It might be like Laura's funeral episode or something. When like Audrey, it might be the first episode when Audrey's dancing in his office.
1: Oh, like, I think you're right, actually.
0: And he goes over to the desk or something, and there's the picture of Laura. And it's not like with him and Laura. It's like a. It's like a like model shot. Like it's super weird. <laughs> um, yeah, let's talk about
1: high school again.
0: Yeah, too many, too many people in love with high schoolers. Uh, ben admits that he slept with Laura. The pages from Laura's diary are reconstructed, revealing Laura was molested and abused by Bob and that she planned to tell the world about Ben Horn. After Audrey reveals her information to, about Ben, Cooper and Truman arrest him. The log lady tells Cooper there are owls at the local bar called The Roadhouse. Also, Wikipedia, why are you explaining to us that there's a bar called The Roadhouse 15 episodes in? um, (laughs) Called The Roadhouse. Uh, Going to The Roadhouse, Cooper has a vision of the giant telling him it is happening again.
1: And oh boy, is it happening again?
0: At The Polar House, Leland smiles at himself in the mirror, and his reflection is that of Bob. Possessed by Bob, he drugs Sarah and murders Maddie placing a letter under her fingernail at the roadhouse, Donna, Bobby, James, and Cooper, all sense that something has happened. Bobby, James, and Cooper. Yeah. Since that something has happened and are visibly distressed. I would disagree. I, I get, the, I didn't get the James felt anything, but we'll get there. Um, Cooper is confronted by the senile waiter who tells him, I'm so sorry. So, that was a much shorter summary from wikipedia but there was a lot more that happened in that episode <laughs> there was
1: way more. more of that episode
0: so uh before i get into the scene by scene any any other uh thoughts you want to weigh in
1: um it overall like so david lynch like <laughs> The arrest scene in particular, like it just <laughs> went on so much longer than it needed to, it was so much goofier than it needed to be. The long scenes, and then um, the Leland, yes, the, the entire. I'm looking at this now, you know, in hindsight, I'm like, that was long, but like it is close to 15 minutes of the murder in the bar scene.
0: I'm, I might be wrong, and uh, I'll, I'll reference this again, I'm sure, but I think Jay from RLM. Referred to either this scene or the murder scene. I think it might have been this scene. Is like one of the most disturbing things on ne- ever to make network television.
1: <laughs> um, they like it's beautifully shot. I have it in my notes. <laughs> we'll get there when we when we get there. But like that that yeah. last scene into this episode is way too well directed, sound <laughs> edited like everything about it is for all intents and purposes, flawless it's weird as hell obviously because it's Twin yeah. Peaks and it's david yeah. lynch but like it's so well made and you just like this show we've talked about it before like this show is just literally a soap opera yeah <laughs> it doesn't belong in this show
0: i, I think they uh, uh the, the rlm guys point to the show as being like so much more cinematic than television at the time um like m- made with like a, a big grander scope movie feel, but lonely souls. Um, we get uh, a funny scene of them all drinking coffee in the front of the police station. Mike gives a a, a spooky monologue about the house is filled with many rooms and, 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 um, you know, lonely souls. And it's like really creepy music. And then I don't know who says it, but they're like, um, So the guests will be in the lobby and the music just cuts out. Like, (laughs) um, then we cut there, I believe. Oh, is that when they, they say again, like the pages in the diary, but, um, we cut to the great Northern and Mike is going crazy watching the guests get brought to him one by one. Also, it's such a like, um, claustrophobic like audio wise scene where we get mike freaking out them bringing one at a time and then there's a bunch of sailors there yeah. for some reason
1: <laughs>
0: all bouncing balls off of the ground
1: the whole thing is when i saw it, i was like am i seeing this right <laughs> like yeah
0: yeah like navy folks uh men and women
1: uh clearly like young midshipmen too because they're in their stupid outfits
0: no, dude, to support the troops. Um David Lynch supports the troops. Everyone is uh juggling well, I say juggling balls, but they're just bouncing like balls off the ground for no reason. Um Ben Horn comes out and breaks it all up and Mike has a full meltdown. And after
1: um, we the episode, uh Leland's not there.
0: No, not that we're aware of. The I mean, I theoretically yeah, he's home. He went home. At the time Mike was at the police station at night, Leland might have been there. But in the morning, the next scene we get with Leland, he's home. And and it's clearly the morning. Everybody's in pajamas and shit. So he didn't sleep at the Great Northern, probably. Um, Police car goes to Harold's place. Uh, Hawk finds him hanging in his flower room. Um, Cut to the Palmer household listening to What a Wonderful World. Um, it's
1: a really nice rendition of it. I've never heard that Louis Armstrong version of it,
0: yeah. Uh, like,
1: that was a live version. I've obviously heard the Louis Armstrong version, right? Right? right.
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's a nice, like, live rendition. And, um, that record player, vital character this whole show, um, is the it's the uh, the setup this episode to the uh, to the <laughs> intro to the final scene is that that record player,
1: Yep. Um,
0: yeah. Uh Palmer household, they're listening. Uh Maddie decides it's time to go back to Missoula. Um she's gotta get back to her job and, and her we... apartment. Uh Sarah doesn't seem thrilled about it and but Leland's like, we get it, you know, gotta go home.
1: We we do get
0: it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, uh Maddie and Sarah say we do at the same time or something. <laughs> uh cut to the Herald's crime scene where he's uh, hanging there the whole time. <clears throat> <laughs> they find the note saying, I'm a lonely soul. Um, which is, as a reminder, that's what the kid said. The the grandson next door.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: He said it in French. Uh, the uh, Yeah, somebody over, I don't know who says it. I think maybe it was Harry says, good thing Andy didn't see this one. <laughs> yeah (laughs) um notorious for crying i think he cries twice in the first episode uh then they find laura's secret diary uh the insurance game team has 42 dollars for the month um they fight about
1: also i love doing the maths, uh carry the nine two four (laughs) 42 he says he has really planned this one out huh
0: yeah he says explicitly what classy skipping um Cause he says like we and him and Shelly have an argument and she's like you gotta take this necklace back like we need money, um, they want to sell his truck Leo's truck but uh civil forfeiture truck belongs the city now. Um, Not in my America. <laughs> They're like, where is he hiding his money? Uh, Leo Spitz says new shoes. They obviously get scared. Um, I think Bobby says he probably has gas. Um, and then he's like, he's like, yeah, new shoes, new shoes over, over again. So then he's, you know, Leo's a uh, sketchy dude, probably hiding money. Um, she took boots in for repair. He goes, she yells at Charlie to go get that receipt and he's going to, you know, solve it all. Um, we get Ben and Audrey.
1: Very attractive, Audrey. I like the kind of messy hair, grunged out t-shirt thing, like. Clearly just off a heroin bender. So looks good.
0: Yeah. yeah. Clearly, clearly. Um she uh she interrogates her father. So we learn a lot here. Uh she's daddy, I know about when I jacks. Um, I know about Blackie, I know about Laura, I know about everything, the perfume, the whatever that weird dude's name is. Um Betis or whatever, <laughs> badass. Um uh, the guy who gets she got shot for no reason. Um uh-huh. <laughs> he's dead. Blackie's dead. Laura's dead. Um, she says, and everything else. Um, she's like, You remember Prudence? It was me in the white mask. Uh, ben <laughs> oh, was- yeah. I
1: tried trying to have sex with you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely tried to have sex with you. Um, he says he's owned One Eye Jacks for five years. <sighs> Laura was there for a brief time, but he didn't know. Bad um, to send her there without my knowledge. And she, like, grills him about, did he sleep with her? And he admits it. And he looks at the picture on his desk when she says, did you kill her? And he asked, she asked twice. And Ben says, I loved her.
1: <laughs> which isn't enough.
0: <laughs> um, right. So, at this point, they're really, like, teeing up Ben before we get to the end of the episode. Which, who's to say? We're not there yet. Um, Shelly. Uh, talks to Norma and cries about quitting her job. Um, But Norma's very nice about it and is like, you know, as soon as you're ready to come back, like, we'll have a spot for you. It's very, very heartwarming before we get the very problematic Nadine storyline where Nadine comes in and, you know, asks Norma, how long have you been working there? Norma says 20 years. (laughs) Nadine is just confused because obviously they're all teenagers Um, which I, I, yeah, she, like, then doesn't remember whose house it is. She shatters a glass, uh, with a milkshake in it. And, um, I think Norma says, oh, the glass must have had a crack in it. And, um, Big Ed just says, don't count on it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um. Bobby. I, well, I, will say, I appreciate that her hands are actually bleeding because it yeah. bothers the hell out of me in movies and tv shows we break glass all the time but no one's ever cut up
0: yeah just shatter glass in their hand and it's just like why <laughs> um bobby and mike go to interrogate leo uh, which where's mike been this whole time <laughs> i haven't seen yeah. this as like first episode the, the tunnel snakes go to interrogate leo um, <laughs> tunnel snakes. <laughs> about his old shoes um mike has a good idea where he's like he's probably hit something in the boot bobby's like i checked He's like, just go get a hammer <laughs> so then they find a cassette um in the the heel of the boot um cut to the donut spread um uh, there's uh cooper putting the the, the yeah. diary back together like one page at a time kind of um I think Harold tore it up is, is what's implied. Um,
1: I mean, who else could it have been?
0: Right, 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 right. Uh, dude, what if what if somebody killed Harold? We don't know. Um, I mean,
1: also, you asked me earlier, it's like, who killed Laura? Mm-hmm. I feel like it was Bob, but Bob could have been inhabiting anybody.
0: Yeah, theoretically. Yeah. Um, The t- 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 yeah, uh, in the diary, we get the the you know Bob is a friend of her father, so Bob is a friend of Leland. Has been uh, abusing her, molesting her since adolescence, I believe. But then it says, "I'm going to oh, tell that, the world."
1: Upon rehearing this stuff, it makes more sense that it could have been Leland.
0: Yeah, I'm going to tell the world about Ben Horn is like the next set of lines, though. Um, Audrey comes in and is I mean, probably the most useful teenager in the show ever, by coming in with just like a flurry of evidence and pretty much making it implied that she's willing to testify against her father.
1: <laughs> and full eyewitness accounts, like
0: <laughs> Yeah. Um yeah, Audrey, Audrey comes to Cooper with all the info and they get ready to arrest Ben Horn. She's also like real keen on them arresting him. Um, the contract is getting wrapped up with uh, Ben and Toji, uh, Toji Mora, and um, uh, right in the middle of that meeting, they, you know, go to arrest him. Uh, <laughs> and like you said, it's really long and drawn out and like... <laughs> Uh, uncomfortable to watch at times um because he's just in denial about having to go in or, or whatever uh, Yeah. But they,
1: they also him- i love the uh, nagasaki reference <laughs> oh
0: fuck that was in the last episode i completely skipped over that yes yes i that is especially now knowing that's Catherine. that's super fucked um, <laughs> or Ben, yes, Ben is, is stalling, and he's like, you know, there was a fire, and it slows everything down. Yeah, I
1: know, I know about fire. You know, but, <laughs> it was <in> Nagasaki. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> which is fucking wild. I we'll get we'll get to that like in a couple scenes here, but that the Toji Mora uh, subplot is Catherine uh, posing as a Japanese businessman, I believe. um Super fucked. Like, I, 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 probably the, 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 one of the most problematic things in the show, but it's probably, probably couldn't get away with it nowadays. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, there's also I, no need to, <laughs> to go that route. Like,
1: yeah, no, it didn't have to be super Japanese and racist. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just like, whatever. Um, uh, contractors are out. And I preface the the we get the beginning of the most horrifying scene ever put on cable television. Um, <laughs> we get Sarah Palmer crawling down the stairs. I think we get some of the fan and we get the, the it starts with like the record skipping. Right. Like the record has come to an end. Um, yeah.
1: And per- like I think this is the point where you figured out, OK, some shit's about to go down and it clearly wasn't Ben Horn.
0: Yes. Um, the log lady shows up as they're arresting Ben Horn, or putting him away in the station in one of the cells and
1: nobody questions why she's there
0: nope um we don't know what or when but there are owls in the roadhouse is what she says so we get a scene of a very very important scene of tojimoro uh ambushing pete and making out with him
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh also pete Pete loves milk
0: man yeah pete pete fucking loves milk um I love that when he learns it's Catherine, he's like, she looked terrible. Just terrible. <laughs> Pete's, Pete's, Pete's too good for this show. Um,
1: also, like, is it the actress in an outfit? I, I, I feel like it is sometimes, and other times it's not. I and then the whole voice thing that they did, where it's like, they yeah. dubbed her voice over. I have
0: no idea. I don't, I, it's, Like I said, it's problematic, and I'm just not interested in knowing the details. (laughs) Um, Sarah sees uh, from the floor, she sees the white horse in a spotlight briefly before passing out. Um, And then we're briefly shown Leland ignoring her, adjusting his tie in the mirror.
1: Which I'm Uh, sure like is just typical Leland behavior at this
0: point. Right, right. It's kind of like clear something's up. I will say Another, another little meta thing. Um, one of the theories is that people see the white horse before they choose to look away from evil. Um, I think this is the first time we see the white horse and it only pops up like two or three more times.
1: I totally forgot about this. That, that was weird. That was the one part of the scene that was like, what? Like the yeah. rest of it's like, okay, just really well-directed, odd directing style of David Lynch. But that one was just like what the fuck was the white horse
0: for? <laughs> well, it it's clearly connected to Bob in some way. Um I I don't I honestly don't know if we get any more white horse or white horse explanations in this season. I think the only other there's maybe two more times, three more times in the show the white horse shows up. Um and then it's in Game of Thrones at the end obviously. Um <laughs> So, uh, in the roadhouse, James and Donna meet, they're arguing about, well, they're kind of arguing and like about like being guilty over over you know Harold's death because it is you know, their fault. but um, <laughs> I feel like I uh, Cooper was bopping his head. I didn't really like catch it all the way to the music and just sitting at the roadhouse with, you know Truman and uh, the log lady waiting for something to happen. We do see the back of the waiter um, in the real world.
1: Also, oh, it's so was, oh, oh, echoing. Um,
0: can we? Can you hear me? Yeah, you can hear me. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah okay. we're good. We're good. Um, there's clearly a time jump where they fade one scene in and the next scene out, or but whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> there's Cooper is, like, the only one that doesn't have a stack of peanut shells in front of them. Oh,
0: really? I didn't notice that. They, like, everybody has peanuts except him?
1: Yeah, like, look at the Cooper and the... I mean, uh, Harry and the Log Lady both have a stack of shell peanuts in front of them, and Cooper's just got, like, a stack of unshelled peanuts in front of them.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Of course. Um, I thought it'd be, like, something else, so like, oh, everybody's beer's gone except Cooper, but... um. Yeah, I, I wrote. They all feverishly eat peanuts. Um, <laughs> we see the sailors again in the background. Call back, call back to the beginning of the episode. Um, I I feel like the sailors that that's that's part of. Um, there was another. I mean, it was what two episodes ago was the Miss Log um, Lumber Queen or whatever, and then like last season wasn't there a scene where there was like like it, it's it's kind of like there's always something going on at the Great Northern, right? Yeah. So I guess that we're just supposed to assume like there's like a, a midshipman day or something. I don't know. Um, well, well, he's army, isn't he? I was going to say that we do know Bobby's dad is working at a base, but that's army. Who knows? I. It's really not important. Um, it, sure. Yeah, Donna sings along. Fast forward, we see the waiter. Everyone disappears. On the stage, the band disappears. I think everybody's there, but the band disappears. The spotlight comes on the giant. Um, it's happening again. Yeah, he says it's happening again. Cut to us seeing Bob and Leland's reflect reflection, and then, um, clearly just like a scene, like film slapped on film, where Bob's you can still see Leland behind him. They just put Bob's image over Leland. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Leland puts on his gloves. Uh, Maddie comes down and says, "It smells like something burning," which we know from Jacoby when Jacoby was attacked. Um.
1: Oh yeah, I was yeah. Because about
0: not... Um. We kept back and forth between Bob and Leland. Um. When Bob is on camera, I think we're moving in like weird motion or whatever right
1: and it's spotlit um yeah there's a lot of funny spotlight stuff with it
0: but when Leland is on camera I feel like we're in real time and it's not spotlit so um Leland is like oh Leland also like fucking punches her really hard in the face twice
1: Um, after more brutal than i was expecting it to be like this was cable tv yeah so i was expecting okay well you know a lot of this stuff's gonna happen off camera and then he just fucking rails her
0: yeah well he chases her up the stairs and then like they disappear like behind the like a, a, a hallway and you just hear her screaming and then like like getting thrown back into the room and then he's like Stopping her from going to the door, and she's like screaming like, somebody help me in slow motion. And then uh, yeah, then he like throws her on the couch and just like socks her twice to he hits her hard enough that she is choking on her own blood, right? Like, um, then he picks her up and is dancing with like her like flailing body. Um, she's still alive choking. uh, Leland is crying uh and and missing talking about how he misses Laura kind of like saying Laura's name a lot and crying my my girl my baby girl whatever and Bob is like molesting uh (laughs) Maddie um
1: it was all it was very uncomfortable to watch
0: oh yeah it's not it's not comfy then they slam her head into the wall
1: and just a great line Uh oh uh, Uncle Leland says, You're going back to uh, Missoula, <laughs> Montana.
0: Flames <laughs> her head into the, the picture. Um, then he jams the, the letter under her fingernail, which we assume is part of the, the name ritual thing. Um, and then the giant just disappears uh, from the stage, cuts back to the band. The waiter walks over to Cooper and apologizes. Um, Cooper feels like something is up. Uh, Bobby just looks concerned at Donna. But like, this is good acting out of Donna, the actress. Like, the way she like breaks down. And then also cutting back between her and Bobby. Bobby, who's at the bar, of course. Um, Bobby also seems like very emotionally distraught. Like, um, it's clear like they felt it.
1: And, yeah, and I was um, going to say, I feel like they, they're they linked somehow to all of it.
0: Yeah. And uh, then it ends with the. A, a, we get a, a. I think it rolls credits on Cooper's face and the red curtains. And then it does the, the normal thing or whatever.
1: I will say, I shazammed that song. I thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: Uh, the rock rocking back into my heart or whatever?
1: I think so. I don't know. I all the songs that they played that that band were really good. I thought,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's I uh, I don't know what the, that band is, but, um, they try to de- keep the band thing in, uh, they try to make the band thing more consistent part of season three, I think, but it's all like bands from like that label instead of one band or something.
1: <laughs>
0: anyway, would you, would you, before we, we, we wrap up, we're at the witching hour. Uh, What'd you think of uh, the Me Souls?
1: Um, shit, man. <laughs> like I said, I mean, the big thing for me is just like that, the last episode with the bar scene. It was just so well done. It was so much fun to watch. It wasn't until I get finished that was like, shit. <laughs> yeah. Like it was just one of those things. It was. You kind of just the episode ends, and you just kind of sit there. It's like the you know the end of Infinity War. You're like, oh fuck, they just lost. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that and they they really like uh, sincerely. If they st- did just short seasons, like free like a bunch of nine episode seasons, that could have been the end of like a season. Yeah. But, um, most of our like, there's a couple of dumb plots out there, but like this like <laughs> is is a this is a good a stopping point as any for the second season and like i said we're we're going to do one more double um cuz i think two episodes from now is more or less uh the last good episode for a while um then uh then we're we're going to just marathon through the rest of the show i guess <laughs> um but no First i'm I'm, e- I'm excited to 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 wrap up season two of twin peaks hopefully before the end of the month and uh you know then then we'll do fire walk with me and and season three in some way
1: <laughs> oh boy
0: oh boy i don't know we might take a, a a one or two episode break uh to to recoup and maybe uh just have a normal episode before we we, we come on back to fire walk with me and and season three is supposed to be a uh not unwatchable, but um slow is what is thrown a lot around
1: <laughs> yeah, um, slow's not an issue but they're like,
0: they're like full like hour episodes i think and there's like 13 of them or something so um we'll see uh that's all i got i don't know if you want to go out on anything
1: um i don't know man Oh, it was, it was just heavy. It was real heavy. <laughs> and after after a heavy thing like that, I like to just kind of relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I decided to, when I got home from work, after I finished watching this episode, yeah, uh, I, I wanted to play some Stratego. Hmm. You know, it's I've a relaxing it, action ever. game. It's, it's really it's simple. And it's, just, it's good fun. And it, it got my mind away from, you know, the ending of Twin Peaks and seeing... Seeing murder and like that intense scene. So,
0: there are no horses know. in that game, right? What? There are no horses in that game?
1: Uh, no, there aren't.
0: <laughs> oh, there we go. Sounds like it sounds like a great way to get your mind off Twin Peaks. <laughs> All right, good up.
1: All right, see you there Man.
0: yeah see you.